Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two Tunbridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is John and I will be your Percival Silverlight today. Thank you for joining us at the table once again. We do appreciate each and every one of you. Apologies for the erratic nature of our releases recently. Life definitely is getting in the way. Everything's okay and hopefully we'll be getting some more content out on a regular basis. Thank you for your patience. Remember, you can say hi to us on any social media platform you care to think of. Probably not Bebo, because I don't even really know what that is. You can find us on T-O-Triple-T-B, that's T-O-T-T-T-B, podcast. Now let's slip back into those comfortable loafers of adventure. Percival Silverlight. We are on the hunt for a cheetah, a lying and downright dirty scoundrel who is attempting to hoodwink the upcoming dino races. Eliza, rider of Bone Cruncher and employee of Merchant Prince Irfan, is suspected of cheating by Akene. We have split up to cover more ground. Taban and I have gone in search of an audience with more merchant princes, and we now find ourselves in hot water with Quayothe, quite literally. Our meeting at the baths seems to be getting interesting. Zibi, Rana and Siliqui, however, have started to explore the dino dens of Tiriki Anchorage. No doubt to interrogate Eliza and discover some hidden plot. Adventure! We will jump now back to the Giggling mm-hmm. Squid, to Siliqui, Zibi, and Rana. What are you guys uh, going to be doing? Are you guys going to wait at the Giggling Squid until later, or is there anything you guys want to go out and do just now? Uh, I, I say to Rana, so that. Rana, it doesn't have to be a giant dino steak, does it? Just a tiny wee sample. It needs to be the exact food that's just about to be fed to Bone Cruncher, though, just before it's, it's handed to him, because um, it may be that they put something in it just as it gets to him. So on that particular mm-hmm. idea, I will point out that um, you are nearing sort of midday at the moment, heading into the afternoon. And it's not till the evening is being... It won't be till yeah. the evening that they are fed... Um, but if you want mm-hmm. to go back down to the dino dens to perhaps meet with Eliza after she finishes training, that might be the time to start heading down there, if that's what you want what, to do. What, now or later? I don't yeah. see any particular reason why we can't meet up with her after yeah. when her training's finished, and then we can always just hang around there until it gets dark before Bone Cruncher eats mm-hmm. his dinner and then goes to bed. So I think it would make sense to head, head there now. Yeah. So you want to head there now, even though it's midday? 
but her training her training finished in the morning and oh, we okay. can we can we can see if we can speak to her and then whether that works or doesn't we can hang around to the evening mm-hmm. when we're there that seems the most efficient way to do it yeah. why not if we're hanging around all day and evening would they would they not get a bit why are you still here come on we've got stuff to do why are you still watching well i mean it's it's midday now what time when does it get dark in cholt we'll get dark in cholt in about um, six hours i think so you've got a fair you've got a fair old amount of time until the actual evening. You don't know yeah, exactly when I, in the evening the dinosaurs will be fed. No, we don't. I was thinking perhaps if it was earlier then I there was in theory in time for me to rest and uh essentially do a long rest mm. um to change my spells before the evening. But I don't think there is because it's eight hours minimum. So in order to do that, it would be past the point where potentially. Um, well, for to, for today, bearing in mind bearing in mind again that you have until the unchained event is the last event tomorrow. And Percival is going to get followed to introduce him to Ifan later, possibly. Yes, no, that's true. The most the most important thing I think is uh, if the food is poisoned, is that, is that we get hold of the food. Um, the so or I don't know. Poo. Perhaps or there the might poo. be. Um... <laughs> 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 It's incredible. Lord. It's incredible. It's incredible seeing what you guys end up it's focusing true. on. If you of the, can't of the get things, the exact of the things type I tell you about, that's, that's the thing you focus on. You might not be able to get in there for some reason, and then you've got nothing. Whereas you definitely can get bone crunches poo, and it will still what's, have it in what's there. What's that monk yeah. in there doing? Picking up shit. <laughs> um. So, I think we should just head back. Have to have the conversation, and then Rana, you know, Rana says I can always hide somewhere until it is time to feed the dinosaurs. She says I do not think that will be a problem. Okay, fair enough. So, who's going to head down to the dino dens then? Um, well, I so the queen probably don't want to just sit and hang out on her own necessarily. She will. Ask the giggling squid. I'm guessing they haven't eaten yet. She's going to ask for like if if they can give her some kind of pat lunch type thing to take with her because she knows Rana will be hungry later and be complaining out you know if he's <laughs> been somewhere for more than an hour without food. So she's just taken. She's asked for some like yeah, take sure. out. There's there's, yeah. there's a pack lunch available from the giggling squid. Um, and she'll go with them and she'll just I don't know do some drawing or something. Okay. So you head on down to the dino dens and. You head back down through Turkey Anchorage and you eventually get back to the paddock where you saw the training. Eliza, you find as you get there, is just still in training. She seems to be going through a couple more routines, but doesn't seem quite as focused. You can see now as they're doing these runs, it's a more deliberate rather than doing it at a fast pace. It's much more sort of deliberately pacing round. Seems like Eliza is talking to Bone Cruncher and uh, their Bone Cruncher is... Rana, especially you, you notice he looks a lot more active, a lot more sort of looking around, a lot more sort of growly. And the palanquin and uh, the entourage for um, Ifan has left. However, the two trainers, um, Patience and Ortagu, are still there. Just for in terms of what Rana sees, I'm assuming there is like a there's like a like a dino stable block. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, part of the uh, Dino Dens is a sort of stabling area, which is a sort of much larger, looks quite quite sturdy and reinforced, like log cabin kind of thing, which seems to be where some of the more aggressive dinosaurs seem to be being kept from what you can hear. Can Siliqui see through any of that? Is there any like little window bits or holes? Not 
really okay no that sort of that looks like it's been built purposely to make sure that the animals can't break yeah. out in some way so no holes have been left in the sides the roof doesn't necessarily look like it completely covers the whole area perhaps as an effort to make sure that they have some sort of sunlight coming down but there is this sort of reinforced building what animals are out at the moment are there any dinosaurs still out that Siliqui can go and sit and start sketching or anything so around the around the dino dens, there are the sort of uh, pasture fields that have got things like uh, triceratopses, ankylosauruses. Um, there's even a couple of um, hadrosaur. Hadrosaur, I think that's a that's a quadruped herbivore, isn't it? I mean, I you so. could have literally ha- said any dinosaur name, and I would have just nodded. No, along. hadrosaur. Yeah, hadrosaur walks on two legs. It's the one with the big thumb spikes ah. and the the big crest that oh, goes at the thing, back. Yeah. Of there we go. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that his nose, basically? So it can stick its head underwater? I think so, yeah. So it's like its own snorkel. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so Siliqui is going to go to the nearest uh, pen with the dinosaurs that are closest to the two trainer people. So mm-hmm. she can still keep an eye on Rana and the trainers just in case they get into any kind of cross wires with the talk. Okay. But she's also just kind of going to be looking like she's like mind her own business and uh, and just sketching. Okay. So you're sat you're sat off to mm-hmm. one side painting. No, no sketching. Different. Sketching. Yep. Charcoal. Yep. 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 Different. <laughs> Zibby, what are you up to? Uh, well, Zibby was considering the uh, the fact of how we can actually get some of the meat as it's being fed to the dinosaur. So mm-hmm. what uh, he would have liked to have said before. Uh, Siliqui went uh, off to try and sketch some of the some of the dinosaurs in the dinosaur pens. When he sees um, Otaku and Patience turn up to feed the dinosaur, mm-hmm. I wander over and just say, "I'm sorry about earlier. Um, I was not having a good day." That sort of thing. Um, yeah, and try and subtly uh, sort of scuff some meat that falls down off to one side and just sort of step on it and hide it that's fair enough so right now they don't appear to be doing anything like that so sorry are you going to stick with Siliqui for the time being or are you going to go over to see what's happening with Eliza and uh, trainers at the minute um, no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Siliqui um, stick with Siliqui okay. as, as, as the bee turns to follow Siliqui Rana says, um, I could get in there and just points at the dino stable. The dino stable, dino let's call it yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> dino stable. Mm. Um, at the, the dino hut. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, Rana says, uh, I could get in there easily enough. Perhaps there might be something to see, something that indicates what may or may not be happening. Be very careful if you do, Lorana. I don't want you getting hurt. You don't know what kind of uh, dinosaurs are in there or their temperament. You don't want to um, get yourself in trouble or hurt with that, especially if we're not in there to help as well. You'll be on your own. I, I don't want to get eaten. Rana sort of smiles slightly and says, uh, it's hard to get eaten when one is on the ceiling. Unless there's a bigger spider on the ceiling and then it's not so hard, is it, Rana? Hmm. Yes. Rob Ra- Ra- <laughs> smiles, but he shows his teeth. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and he says, it's "His usual smile, isn't it?" <laughs> no, no, you know, he just, he just. Mm. Rana smiles, and he says, uh, "The largest spider in that building will be me, I think." 
uh, and then Rana sort of wanders off towards. I'm assuming, due to the layout, there'll be you know some you know he can wander behind a corner or something where he's not directly observed, or it's the whole place so filled with people that there is nowhere that that could be done easily. Roll me a step. As in, can he do a Superman around a corner rather than, yeah, in the open? Peels off his skin and there's a spider inside him. Reading between the lines, I'm assuming you want to wild shape out of view, yeah? Or Wonder Woman. Yes. Okay, so yeah. roll, roll me a step. Uh, bad. Bad? What'd you get? Bad is the answer. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, what are, your wild, what are you wild shaping into, Rana? If he's with me, can I help no. try to No, he's him? gone off on his oh, own. Okay. I was going to try and do <laughs> no. that. No, you know he friend, went off on his own. needs a wee or something, you stand in front of him to try and hide, hide him. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm well aware, but no, he went off on his own. And okay. So, Rana, what, what are you actually changing into? I was going to change into a spider, not not the 12-foot the wide <laughs> monstrosity okay. that, could, that could literally wrap up an Allosaurus and eat it. Mm-hmm. Not that one. A small uh, I'm thinking, house spider. I'm house thinking, spider type thing. No, no like, like a huntsman. Yeah. So, like, you know, the size of, like, a small dinner plate. Okay. So something that would still shit you up. Yeah. So as you go as you go around, as you go around the corner of the uh, yeah. dino den, you, uh, the dino shed, you are... Yeah. Uh, you're sort of you're looking back and forth you, you don't see anyone around you start to transform and it's literally it's as you start to transform someone walks around the corner um and great sees you uh, just sees you sort of halfway through transforming into a spider and you complete it so you go down oh, no. and this woman that's just walked around just sees it screams and run the other way <laughs> um and zibi and natalia you Silicry? hear that and Silicry? you sort of look over yeah. that way <laughs> And you see this woman screaming as she runs through uh, and seems to be... She's just yelling gibberish. She's just like, ah! And runs off, just pelts it away through uh, Turek Anchorage. What are you guys going to do? Siliqui just instantly looks at Zibby with one eyebrow up as in, shit. Uh, and then um, she tells Zibby, because Zibby's got the magic, I don't know if he's got anything that can help the woman's mind, whatever, tells Zibby maybe to go after the woman just so she doesn't overreact and tell anyone. And Siliqui is going to try and see what's happening with, with Rana. Basically, both diffuse situations. <laughs> Has she left the dino thing completely? Well, yeah, she's, re- she's left the area that you're in. She's run off back into Tiriki Oh, okay. And what you want to do is tell Zibi to go look, go look for her and try and tell her not to tell anybody what she just saw while you go try to find out what happened with Rana, yes? Uh, yeah, as an okay. aside, uh, Rana has immediately... Um, scuttled up the wall and onto the roof I was, of the... I was getting to that, Toby, but yes, okay, so you're scuttling up the wall anyway, so... Oh, yeah, to- okay. yeah I'm, okay. I'm right up there. You're just continuing on with your aim anyway, because... Yeah, I'm a spider, people are scared of spiders, big deal. Fair right. enough. <laughs> Zibby, Siliqui's just told you to do that, and you witnessed that. Are you going to go after the woman, or are you going to go with Siliqui to see what happened? Yeah, Zibby's going to run after the woman and go... Hey, hey, what's the matter there? What's the matter? What, uh, I heard you scream. What's the matter? And trying to look surprised and look all around him, sort of thing. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> Give me an investigation roll, please, because she's, she's run out of sight for the time being. You sort of you follow her the way she went to try and uh, catch her. She's screaming. I'm sure you've got to find her. <laughs> Alright, it's not a difficult check, but I'm just double-checking if he doesn't lose her somewhere along can, the way. Can I, can I have it uh, with advantage, because I rolled a nine? No, if you can't. If you roll, if you roll poorly, that's what you get. You go to make after her, but 
after a couple of turns, you lose track of exactly where she's gone. Not because she seems to have completely vanished, but because she's gone into a crowd of people that you sort of, you're looking around, you're trying to go, oh, sod. And she's just, she's gone in one direction. You're not sure where exactly she's got to, I'm afraid. Siliqui, mm-hmm. as you go uh, round to where Rana was, you get to the corner, you look round, there's no sign of Rana. Do I know if there's any people in the dino pen where he may have gone into? Do I know if there's people or is it just dinosaurs in there? Or can I not tell? You can hear dinosaurs. You can't hear any humans, but you're at the back end of the stable at the minute. You could go round to the front and try and maybe see through, see if anybody is in there. But at yeah, the moment, I, you don't know that anybody's there. I'm going to try to just, yeah, wander around. Okay, Rana, as you climb up the wall and climb into the stable... You are able to creep up onto the wall and inside there isn't actually that much in the way of a roof. There's like a couple of beams almost as if somebody thought about putting a roof on and then decided not to bother finishing it. And you have a look inside and you can see that there are a number of carnivores in different pens that are quite securely stabled apart from each other. Specifically, this seems to be for the case of making sure that these carnivores don't start eating each other. You can see as you're sort of looking down that they have these large gates in front of each of them and you can see things like you see big honker the young uh, tyrannosaurus you see a couple of other um uh di dinona dinonicus dinonicus not dinonicus it's not dinonicus no dinonicus dinonicus was a was a greek god yeah dinonicus and <laughs> and a couple of uh, dimetodons. But essentially, these creatures are all in their own individual paddocks. Uh, there does appear to be one that is empty, which you would guess is uh, bone crunchers, but there doesn't appear to be any handlers in at the moment. Okay, Rana will scuttle along the wall as high up in the corner as he can, out of reach of any of the dinosaurs, and he will scuttle over to Big Honker's pen. Okay. Not Big Honker, and not... Bone cruncher. Big... Bone cruncher, that's it. Mm-hmm. The, empty, cruncher. the empty pen. Okay. I'll go over to the empty pen um, and he will inspect it more closely, essentially. So rather than looking at the whole room, he'll go up to the pen. Roll me an investigation, please. The old spider investigation. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. I do have like 14 eyes, so... Bad. <laughs> uh, mind you, no, mind you, I retain my, I retain my perception. You get plus six, so that's actually a fourteen. Oh. Okay. Uh, so what did you get? You got a fourteen, yes. Fourteen, yeah, it's not terrible. As you're looking down to Bone Cruncher's cell, you can see that yes, there is a, there is a trough that has this sort of, uh, there is a sort of feed system, which means that it looks like somebody can pour water in from just outside Bone Cruncher so that they can drink. Um, and you can also see that there is a little hatch, it seems, in the in the doorway to it. Uh, that looking down on it, you think that might be possibly for sliding food under. You can see there's sort of some blood around the around that hatchway, so you figure that it perhaps is the way that the food is passed to the dinosaurs is pushed through that little hatch in the bottom. Um, however, you don't notice anything particularly out of the ordinary, apart from the fact that it's just, it's empty as opposed to all the other ones that have got dinosaurs in them. Okay. Siliqui, at this point, mm-hmm. you, Rana, you see Siliqui peer at the big main entrance to it and sort of pokes her head in. Siliqui, you see the same, this sort of little hallway of uh, large, stout doorways and you can hear this snarling behind each of them. You can't see the dinosaurs, 
but you can see all these different doorways on either side and you can see there's little little plaques that mark out which ones are which at the same time zibby you come back from having gone after the woman uh, and you can see that uh, Siliqui has sort of wandered over to the main stable i can tell you as you're glancing around you sort of you see zibby over his shoulder and he's just shaking his head as he comes back um uh, Siliqui puts her hand up as though to um wave to Zibby. Um, she looks for the plaque that says Big Honker. Is it Big Honker? Okay. No, bone you Cruncher. Find... Sorry. Yeah, you find <laughs> Bone Cruncher. Mm-hmm. You do find Bone Crunchers. Can she see any people? No, the only person around at the moment is Zibby. Okay. So um, when she's got to uh, Bone Cruncher, is there any knot holes, anything in the door at all that she can see through in case she opens, she doesn't want to open the door and get flattened, you know, or eaten? No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, these doors, as I say, they are built to last against rather large animals. Even though these animals are young versions, they're not fully grown, you can tell that these people have an appreciation for the fact that they don't want any chance that these creatures could break out and run amok. There is no no peephole. Siliqui is going to... Um, she doesn't know still if there's any people around in any of the pens. She assumes not, because why would they be inside a pen? It's pretty freaking dangerous. But just in case, she's going to sing some kind of shitty little ditty thing or something like along the lines of um, there was a little spider who really needed food this is a little stupid little song thing that she makes up on the spot in case anyone hears they just think she's a weirdo where she's actually saying to Rana they're outside the front of Bone Crunch's thing okay <laughs> while you're singing this while you're singing the spider song uh, Zibby are you with Siliqui at the moment or are you outside uh, I think I would stay outside <laughs> I don't um, know this girl just <laughs> Um, as, as, a, um, as an extra sort of lookout and then sort of um, okay so you're outside yeah. what you see is uh, Otagu comes over and uh, he looks to you and just says what are you what are you doing over here I was actually just looking for you uh, I wanted to come back and see um, patience isn't around is she no she's helping bone cruncher we're about to put them away you need to you need to get out of the way oh yeah okay we get out of the way there's bone crunchers coming into the building now um i just wanted to come and say thank i just wanted to come and say thank you by the way is is um zibby speaking at a volume that siliqui can hear uh more or less yeah yeah <laughs> you've yeah you've yeah you've raised your voice so yes we'll say that yeah. yes you you do hear that i change it i change it to go you're bringing bone cruncher through now Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm raising the way now, aren't I? Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for earlier for trying to come and apologise. as much appreciated. Let me just let me just get out of the way. We're going to pause there as you've just let Natalia know that Bone Cruncher is about to come through. Uh, Rana, you would also have heard Zibby as he's using this sort of raised voice. You would have heard that wafting through as well. But we're going to quickly jump back to back at the bathhouse. Quirthe, after dismissing Volo and sending him off, looks to you both and uh, she says, so you want to do me a favour in exchange for helping with the Order of the Gauntlet? Am I right in thinking, Mr. Silverlight, that you are the leader of the Fisherman's Friends of your group? Leader? (laughs) Well... (laughs) It's, <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything. Uh, well, we're, we're a group of individuals. You it's, mentioned it's, before that you were handy with weapons. To ban, certainly, I know you are very handy with your weapons. I'm champion. Well, 
I, I would show you my sword right now, but I think I might be thrown out. Indeed you might be. Although that might be a rather fun way to spend the afternoon, is getting thrown in jail. It wouldn't be the first time for me, Quoth. You are good with weapons, you say? Indeed. She thinks for a second. There is a man. A man in Fort Bellerond. You do not know this man. You do not need to know this man. But I need him dead. I see. Will you do this deed for me? This favour to help the Order of the Gauntlet? Well, and how much do you pay? (laughs) Payment. Your payment is my help with the Order, your help with your quest to defeat the Death Curse. As a merchant prince, I can open many doors to you. Ah, okay. Taban really likes it when somebody opens a door for him. He's not very good with them. This is true. (laughs) The problem is, is when it's raining outside, he just doesn't want to go out then. (laughs) Tiny little poor hands. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, you are aware that this this is indeed a, a big task. Of course. But for the fisherman's friends so handy with their weapons an easy one and uh, may I ask is there any particular reason that you haven't gone to say Jasmine with such a request I have my reasons and I trust that you will not ask me to divulge them no I, I am uh, indeed in- incredibly subtle and and I, I am not one to ask anybody something inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate is how I like to live my life. <laughs> what is your answer, Mr. Silverlight? Yes. Very well. The man's name is Shago. You will find him in Fort Bellerond. Go to Fort Bellerond, which is, if you are not aware, the headquarters of the Flaming Fist across the bay. Right. And ensure that this man, Shago, comes to an early end. And I must be clear here, Mr. Silverlight, of course. Yeah. Unsanctioned murder is illegal. Mm-hmm. You must act with the utmost discretion. And believe me when I say, if you attempt to bring anything against me, I will rain fire upon you. I don't think that that would be a good idea. Of course not. Now, Enjoy your afternoon. And she she stands up now, fully. Looks to you both quite quite openly, quite blandly. And again, you notice that the only water on her is that water that comes off of her. There's no perspiration at all. She turns and a man is there with a towel. 
and wraps it round her. And what's weird is that one moment he wasn't there. And almost as if he steps out of the mist that pervades this whole room, he's there standing beside her, wrapping this towel around. Good day, Mr. Silverlight. To Ban. One last thing, Quayothe. I said good day, sir. I think she said good day. (laughs) She did. Good day, Quayothe. She turns and walks out. The guards either side, seeing her, seeing her leave, follow. And uh, as she goes through one of the private changing room doors, they flank the doors until a few moments later, they pass on through uh, some signal from within following the Merchant Prince. Taban, after a few moments after the departure of the Merchant Prince, uh, decided that he would indeed take up the offer of uh, a, a massage by one of the masseuses of the bathhouse and has uh, and has uh, sort of like uh, left you to ponder your uh, ponder your current situation, Percival. I'd like to know, Percival, what, what are you going to do with this time just now? Are you going to spend some time thinking in the bath or are you going to do something else? Well, he can't stand up yet. Well, <laughs> uh, Percival starts uh, reciting players from uh, the 1962 baseball uh, championships. I don't know if they're called baseball championships. I'm English. I don't know anything about baseball. Also, what year it is? Why well, it's 1962? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Classic year, maybe. It might be. Um, <laughs> all for that publicity. All for that publicity. <laughs> Okay, so uh, per- Percival is essentially alone in, in, the, uh, in the bath. He is indeed, yes. Um, doesn't even have his rubber ducky. <laughs> so he, does, his... he does not, no. No. <laughs> uh, his rubber ducky, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if you call over somebody, somebody will, uh, will bring you Jeremy the rubber ducky. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Pass me my ducky. <laughs> ducky. Um, <laughs> so per- Percival sits there for a moment, and if you if you were watching on a on a screen, like the the camera just kind of it just stays on on Percival's face, and you you kind of see a mix of emotions kind of going through his face. The camera panning out with Percival yeah. in the center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you, you, it's just on the edge of the water, so you can just sort of just see Percival sat there. And then you see him just gently slide under the water. <laughs> okay. Nobody ever saw Percy again. Yes, it's gone. Yeah. Okay, new character. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that's how I get out of that one. Whoa. What I'm guessing from that is so that you're going to take some time just to sort of ponder and gestate for a little what gestate that's not the word percolate that's well, the word i was looking for um, well i mean hey there's there's probably some gestation going on but um out of interest mm-hmm. volvo as <laughs> we decided to call him now uh is, boring but safe yeah exactly yeah. reliable <laughs> gets you from a to b now he's waiting outside isn't he um, he's having a massage, isn't he? You're not Would sure. He he's, he's, gone, he's gone for a massage. You don't know when he'll be back. He got booted out the bath, um, so... Yeah. Yeah, he, did, yeah. he did get booted out the bath so that you could have this uh, this discussion with Quayfe. Um He said something about going and taking up the massage services. It's unclear if, uh, uh, when exactly he'll be getting out of there. You can wait for him if you'd like and sort of ponder in the bath, or uh, you could get out maybe have a look around okay. for him, see what you can find. Okay, in that case... Um Percival suddenly 
breaches the water and he's he's up mm-hmm. and he it's like he's he's just suddenly active mm-hmm. and he gets out of the bath and he, he puts his very tiny towel on again mm-hmm. and he walks into the uh, the changing rooms quickly just kind of dr- dries himself gets on his his uh, stuff he you know he straps on his his leather armor makes sure he's got everything and he goes out to uh, to where the uh, the main entrance is where the uh, the guy is is yes. probably you know yep there is going, a there's yeah, there's give, there give me some money there is yep there's <laughs> there is the there is a receptionist there standing next to the uh, the large oyster shell that uh, or rather clam shell um, that is used for collections yes. and as you actually come out he uh, he he looks around and he sees you and he's like oh and he reaches down behind the little podium he's got and he pulls out this little scroll and he says uh, Mr Silverlight yes 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 that would be me is, is it a, uh, a, a an autograph that you need? I don't have not, much time. Not not an autograph, sir. But uh, this is from one uh, Volothamp Gadam. Uh, he wanted us to give this to you if you were leaving the bathhouse, and he hands you the scroll. Ah, yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, so um, I, I take it and I hand the the man a silver piece. Okay, thank so, you. Yeah, for you, my good man. Places his hands together and sort of gives you gives you a little bow. It's like thank you very much, sir. The bathhouse appreciates your generosity, and he deposits it in the um, in the clamshell next to him. Okay, and so. Um, Percival takes a, uh, a step just over to where he's not going to be in the way and where he can just look at the scroll mm-hmm. uh, in private. As you open up the scroll, it explodes! It's, it's you see Volo... Uh, well, <laughs> you, well you, assume it's, you assume that it is uh, Volo's sort of quite loopy writing um, and yeah. it says there, uh, Master Silverlight, my apologies if you are uh, heading out sooner than expected. After that... Uh, <laughs> frankly upsetting session with Querthe, I've decided to take up the uh, massage session with the bathhouse. If you have other business, feel free to uh, go about your day. Do not feel the need to wait for me. I shall perhaps require uh, some time with the masseuses. However, regarding uh, my earlier offer of uh, dinner with Ifan, I shall have messages sent to the giggling squid as soon as I know an answer from Ifan. If you are welcome to join me, I will let you know when and where to find me. Yours sincerely, Volo, your number one fan. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, and uh, he he tightens up the scroll and slides it into uh, one of his pouches, mm-hmm. and um, kind of pokes his head out of the doorway. Um, and uh, just, you know, is, is it raining, that kind of thing. And then very, very quickly tucks his head down and, like, if, if he had a collar, he'd kind of, he'd uh, pull it push up. it up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he'd, like, he'd pull it up around his neck and, and he, would, uh, he would head off into the city. Okay. Uh, where exactly are you heading at the minute, or are you just sort of letting your feet take you wherever they will? Temple of Severus. And you head into the Temple of Severus. Okay. Yes. All right. And that's going to take you a little while. So while you're heading and making your way up to the Temple of Severus, uh, we shall cut back now to the group at the Dino Dens. <laughs> we left our three intrepid investigators um, in and around the stabling area for the big carnivores of the training grounds. 
Uh, Rana, as a spider, was waiting um, inside the pen for Bone Cruncher. Um, sort of sat up on the wall, waiting for uh, waiting for the dinosaur to come back. Siliqui had decided to enter the stables and was standing in front of the main door to uh, Bone Cruncher's pen. And Zibby outside had been uh, not exactly accosted, but um, had been uh, slightly reprimanded by Otagu, one of the uh, handlers of Bone Cruncher, being told that Bone Cruncher was in fact being brought back into the pen after his training, and. Zibi had managed to call out in a way that both Rana and Siliqui would have heard that Bone Cruncher was on his way back to the stables. So, outside, first we'll start with Zibi. You just called out, said this, and Otago's sort of looking at you like, y- Yes, that's that's what I said. Please move out of the way. And Otago makes a move as if to go into the stable. Is there anything in particular you're going to do, or are you just going to move out of the way? If he's going into the stable, he must have a safe place to go and stand. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make to follow Otaku. As you make to go and follow him, Otago looks at you and says, uh, No, no, it's, it's quite all right. If you, if you take a step, perhaps across the street there, um, that'll be safe. I just need to go open the door, make sure that he has a, a route to follow. Um, so, I, I will continue speaking in my Zibby's outdoor voice. Um, so, mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll go and stand over there then. It should be a sight to see you. Uh, I know I saw him running around earlier, but... Uh, uh, it should be a sight to see him just doing stuff. <laughs> okay, dokie. Uh, I'll just be over there then. Okay, Siliqui, <laughs> inside. You hear this? Uh, you hear this going on? What's your reaction to this? Shit! 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 This show is not for children. Um. (laughs) (laughs) How many episodes have we done and we've only just said that? (laughs) (laughs) So so the quiz says... um, true. Rana, I might have fucked it. Um, I, uh... I... Good luck. Um, (laughs) And you just hear her still going, bollocks, bollocks. She quickly grabs out of her sketchbook that the picture she started drawing at the dino dens, just holds it in her hand, and then suddenly comes running round the, back round the corner, uh, like out of the stables. I found it, Zibby, Zibby, I found it. Can you believe that wind? I can't believe that blew it right out my hand and went this far. Can you believe? Oh, I've got. Oh, hello. As um, as you are as you are as you are moving to uh, to step out, you almost run into Otago, who's sort of like been talking to Zibby and then turns hearing your calls and you nearly bump into him. Otaku uh, is taken aback, but he sees the picture. He's a little bit confused and he just says, would you, were you in that? Oh God, that, that could have been, that could have been dangerous. Please. Uh, Bone Cruncher is on his way, ma- uh, madam. Please, oh, can you, can you, oh, can you, can you, can you, and he looks to you, Zibby, and says, can you, can you escort her out of, <laughs> out of harm's way, please? I'm not sure I can escort her anywhere, anywhere but I make sure she doesn't go back in there. It's it's also <laughs> worth mentioning these are these pens are very strong, but there are a lot of carnivores in here, madam. It's not a wise idea to be close to these guys. So like, she's vegetarian. That's <laughs> not. I have a gate to open, and Otago just uh, in a bit of a fluster turns and just heads into the stable. Uh, Rana, is there? Rana, is there anything particular you're doing at this point? Are you just sort of kind uh, of sit and wait? Rana was sort of up on the wall by the feeding hatch um so is the feeding hatch 
open or shut? It is currently shut. Um, so again, just to reiterate it for so the uh, the pen is uh, sort of made of quite thick timber logs. Um, it has a it has a bed of what looks like sort of jungle ferns and leaves in one corner that is presumably some sort of nesting area. Um, it has a trough which has a sort of uh, water outlet that allows somebody to pour water in from outside the pen, and the main door of it has got this kind of like a cat flap kind of thing, but across the door, this little flap that looks like it would be it can be pushed open flap. from the outside so that food can be shoved underneath. Because you're a spider, you could just be sat on the door, like looking down on the um, looking down on the flap, or you could be on one of the other walls. Okay, so the, the 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 construction of the building is is sturdy but quite rough. You know, like there's little yes. gaps and things between. Okay, so I'm like I'm I'm a small spider. Like I'm not I'm not like a big massive spider. I'm like a huntsman spider. Yeah. So I can I can squeeze in. Can I can I can can I squeeze between sort of the slats to get back to the outside of the building? Um, not through the slats to get outside, but the roof is open, so it'd be easy enough to sort of climb up and out if you wanted to. Okay. In which case, um, I will spin some web mm-hmm. um, over the hatch the inside of the hatch and then right. I will spin some web behind me and I will leaving a trail of web behind me I will make my way up towards uh, the roof leaving a leaving some web behind me okay so um, just so that I'm just to be just to be clear so the web you're leaving beside the hatch uh, so is that kind of like are you trying to catch food as it comes in no i i'm just posting it into discord now i have web sense that means whilst in contact with a web i can know the exact location of any other creature in contact i'm assuming i can sense movement on the web so Mm -hmm. if i want to know when bone crunch is being fed i can sit outside the building out of sight and then mm-hmm. if my web rustles, I know that someone's opened the hatch, and then I can maybe scuttle in and grab a bit of food. Interesting. That's very clever. Ah, okay. Ooh. Yeah, no, I see, I, see, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Um, He's using something called WebSense for anybody listening rather than seeing... Yeah, this is, yeah, this, is a, this, is a, yeah <laughs> this is a feature yeah. of, the, of the spider form. Okay, <laughs> what I'll have you do um, is because this is kind of like it's quite a quick time sort of thing you're kind of having yeah. to set it up quite quickly as you know bone crunch is coming uh, I'd yeah. like you please to make a what's going to be I think a dexterity check of some kind okie dokie dexterity yeah dexterity and you can you can add your proficiency because spiders are proficient in making webs okay so I get uh, that's that's four, so that is dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay, yeah. You quickly create this web across the hatchway opening, and you you get it you get it set up um, and get over the top. All right, then. While you're doing that outside, Siliqui and uh, Zibby, you guys you make your way over to one side, and you can see there's quite impressive display here. What you actually see is patience, essentially leading Bone Cruncher, who has got this sort of He's got this new muzzle on his face that is clearly there to try and prevent him from, you know, trying to bite anything. And Patience is half pulling with a 
bridle attachment that uh, that she's got this sort of lead trying pulling him along but also has this sort of large warm looking piece of meat that she's sort of dangling so it's a little bit of both steering and enticing him forward and she's she she's keeping her eyes on him and as you watch Otago ducks inside and from where you're standing you can still see he opens up the pen and Rana you've just set up this web unfortunately for you as Otago opens this door <laughs> it pushes the web and unfortunately destroys the web you've just placed because the door actually opens inwards rather than outwards. You watch Otaku and uh, Patience both pull and entice Bone Crunch around into the shed. However, Siliqui and Zibi, you are slightly distracted by a figure that comes up to you, this Cholton woman uh, with narrow features that you recognize as Eliza. She comes up to you two and just sort of looks at you and just says, so, what were you two doing in the dinosaur shed then? Oh, sorry. I um, I was drawing some of the dinosaurs. I'm an artist, you see, and I I was just um, sketching some of the dinosaurs earlier on, and um, I was just trying to finish one of my drawings. And uh, suddenly, this mad. He was, he was a proper mad. It was like a gust of wind out of nowhere. It's right, and proper blew- mad. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was, but anyway, it, it blew it blew the picture right up right off my book, right out of my hands and and, and you know, um sometimes it looks funny when, when somebody if their hat blows off and they go to pick it up and then the wind blows again and then they chase it. That happened, but the wind was a bit like a cyclone, so it was going all over the place. While you're going through and, this uh, spiel, Eliza <laughs> just sort of turns deadpan to look at you, Zibby, and then back again and just says And it didn't occur to you to look up while you were chasing this bit of paper to see where you were being led to. I don't know why she's got such a deep voice all of a sudden. Um, Well, obviously, at the time, um, I know, but in hindsight, yes, obviously. But um, at the time, I was just a bit annoyed and miffed that um, I'd been spending some time on this picture and and the wind kept blowing away. And um, before I knew it, I was like, oh, and I, I noticed none of the doors were open, so I thought it would be safe for two seconds to quickly grab the picture and, and leave again. Zippy turns to uh, turns to Eliza and says, in her defence, if she looked up, she wouldn't see where it was blowing. Thank you, thank you. That's quite right, Zippy, yes. Siliqui, can you roll me a deception with advantage because Zippy is helping you? Try! Right, next one. Fourteen. Fourteen. Eliza sort of... She has a a bit of a... Her eyes narrow slightly as she's looking at you. And looks between the two of you and just says, what were you taking a drawing of exactly? Oh, I was. I I've been drawing the uh, the dinosaurs, but with the training, I, I sketched lots of things, and um, I, I was sketching one of the dinosaurs over there, and I point to where I had been previously sort of stood to start there when I was sketching one of them. Okay, it was the was the drawing at all silicon? Was it of um, Eliza and Bone Crunch, or was it of somebody else entirely? I'm trying to remember because it was when Rana was going to literally. I'd only just started it, uh, really, mm. but um, Rana was going to start walking around the back to. Yeah, it wasn't with Bone Crunch. Mm. No, and I just started drawing, and then and then I heard scream and ruin running. (laughs) So it's literally, yeah. So it's literally, it's (laughs) it's literally just a the beginnings of a sketch almost. It's not even like a completed sketch, really. It's just kind of yeah. Okay, all right. I I got the basic um, framework of of the sort of the angles, you know, like the circles and the the crisscrosses through it, just Mm. to get it set up. It's like right. You need to be you need to be careful. 
You know, it's, these are these are dangerous animals, and you know, if one of them did get loose, if you ended up in the shed, that would not be a fun day for you. I can tell you that. I I got that impression from um, Otago. Um, I, yeah, I uh, I learned my lesson. I I sorry about that. Um, are you looking forward to the race tomorrow? Of course, I'm looking forward to the race. What rider wouldn't? Well, I, I would hope everybody would. It's um, it's the first race we've ever seen. We've um, we're quite new to the area, you see, and um, yeah, it'd be the first time we've seen this. We're quite excited, aren't we, Zippy? Uh, yeah, I've not seen one before, so it should be quite a good, quite a good crack. You're not from here, are you? Of course, you said you were newcomers to the city. Well, this should be quite a sight. You uh, will be seeing uh, the best of the best, and here she just sort of like uh, dusts off her, dusts her nails almost on her uh, on her outfit, racing and competing, and uh, winning glory at the most exhilarating sport that there is in the world. That sounds amazing. I um, I have heard that you are uh, you are um, a very talented rider. From um, who? Oh, from all sorts of people. I've uh, I've heard that you're <laughs> usually um, of one of the favourites and things. And um, we actually have a uh, well, not me, Zippy. Um, he actually has a um, a young axe that we were looking to um, get trained. You see, and because we heard you were such a good rider, we wanted to see if we could get Zippy's axe trained by the same people. Otago and patience are, I'm afraid, <laughs> indisposed to training. Axebeaks, I'm afraid, but uh, Ifan has many trainers throughout the Dino Dens. If you wish for your Axebeak to be trained as, I presume, a mount, and she sort of, she actually, she's she's sort of asking both of you, sort of looking to you, Zibi, but but it is to sort of both of you. Well, um, I am experienced. I can ride. I just need to. I just haven't ridden um, an Axebeak before, and I haven't ridden a dinosaur before. Of course, Axebeaks are very, are very peculiar steeds, and as much like Velociraptors in some way. If you're riding one of them, it's actually not too dissimilar, though more feathers, of course. Yes, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being able to have a chicken to ride. Actually, what, what age is Polly? She's only a wee lass at the moment. She's about yay high. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's this old and puts her yeah. hand up to the height. <laughs> You'll want to make sure she gets through to ha- some handlers soon then. If you leave them too long, they become too old and start to get start to get to that point where they can't really be trained anymore. Well, that's useful to know. I, well, some, somebody had mentioned something similar, so it, it's something that mm. uh, yeah, I, we're going to have to have a look at quite soon, I think. Of course, of course. Uh, if you want my advice, uh, you might search, seek out, uh, and she sort of uh, points you in the direction of some uh, trainers that will be able to actually help train up Polly. Their name is Bob, um, and <laughs> you can uh, you can essentially, if you want to have uh, Polly trained up, you can send her off um, to the Dino Dens for. I think, how much was it? It was... 50 gold, I think. 50 gold, yes. And if you leave her there for... I believe it was two months, I think I mm-hmm. put down. Yeah, two months. Mm-hmm. Then she will sort of, like, over that time, they will start doing the training for you. So that's a way you can sort of... That's useful. So that way we can go away and come back and have a trained fledgling. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, eventually. It will take time because, obviously, she both needs to grow and learn. Um, but if yeah, if you don't have the downtime to uh, to be training her yourself, you can you can have her trained at the Dino Dens for fifty gold pieces. Mm. After that, Eliza then says, "So your very first time in the city. Tell me, are there any other sights or uh, aspects of the city that appeal to you?" I quite like the bars. Actually, they're quite fun. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> Have you been to the Enchanted Dinosaur? I, I, I was there only yesterday. It seems seems like weeks ago, but it was only yesterday. They have the <laughs> best drinks. Have you, 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 you? So you have been there. Have you tried the um, ah, the uh, oh, what you mean the drow poison one? That's the oh, one. Yes, I forget what that, that cocktail was, but yes, that has got such a kick. If you want a good, quick way to get drunk, you go for that uh, one. I, th- I think the barman called it something like uh, Lolflager. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Lolflager. Yes, I, th- I believe that is correct. That is one of my uh, one of one of my favourite haunts, to be honest. It's, it's a bit stronger than Gorgeschlager. Oh, just a just a tad, just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. It really, really hits your tonsils. Oh yeah. While you guys are having this conversation with Eliza, back in the dining den, Serana, you've stepped outside of the stable for the time being, haven't you? Well, I sort of scuttled up towards the ceiling, um, but if my web has broken. So it's unfortunate because, yeah, you kind of, you made up this web and unfortunately as the door opened, it did just sort of like snag and pull away this uh, web, meaning that uh, once Bone Cruncher is in and the door is closed again, you will need to sort of go set that back up again if you still want to have that alarm system. Bone Cruncher, you see him sort of come in, he's led in by patience and she sort of throws the meat in and he goes after the meat. Um, And as he goes past, you see her do this odd little... St- sort of slight hand, this quick movement that just undoes the muzzle on him as he goes past her um, and she swings the door shut behind him and he's, as he's eating and now you sort of, you're looking down on this enclosed animal and he, after a few moments of eating he sort of he looks around and is starting to, you can see he sort of starts pacing around looking at all of the different uh, all the different walls, looking about uh, not sure what he's looking for, you could roll a nature check if you'd like to try and work out what he's... Uh, what he's looking for. I would love to roll a nature check. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, I've mislaid my dice through my other trousers, so I can't. As, as, <laughs> as hilariously, Rana, as a druid, has a minus one to his nature rolls. Um, I think I know quite a few. the two people that just left the stables are both plus three for nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, so, yeah, I'll, I'll get an eight. Actually, no, I'm not. Plus, uh, plus one. one. You get an yeah. eight. Okay. Plus three for animal handling. (laughs) It's not immediately obvious. He kind of, as he's pacing around looking at the walls, he nudges against one or two every once in a while. And it's not until he actually sort of rams against the actual door to his cell that you sort of realize that what he's doing is actually, he's he's looking for a way out. He's looking around, he's testing the walls. Sort of, you can see um, where he can, he sort of scratches at or tries to bite at some of the timbers. But after a few rounds of the pen and a few frustrated roars, which are met by the other carnivores that are in this shed, he eventually sort of makes his way over to the jungle leaves and curls up on it and seems to sort of, if not necessarily asleep, he certainly is sort of resting there upon them. What would you like to do now, Rana? Okay, um, I- I'm up, up by the eaves, aren't I? I'm sort of out of his reach and I'm super yes. small. I'm like a little diddy-widdy spider. You say diddy-widdy, the yeah. huntsmen aren't that small. They're small compared to a giant spider, but they're not... If I saw one, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, would freaking it, see it, it and there be are, gone. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are different different kinds of huntsmen. I mean, yes. the, big, the big one has a, a leg span, nope. has a leg span yeah. of about a foot, which is a yeah. lot. Like, if, if, if you lifted up a toilet seat and one of those was, you know... Just it's looking at you, yeah. you would, yeah, that would be a problem. I think for most find people, find somewhere else to toilet. Yes, yeah, I, I yeah. think I think you find somewhere else to live. I think you'd just be like, yeah, we'll just <laughs> burn it. 
You um, have that house. You have that house this, that is yours. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Will, yeah. So um, I think I think Rana Rana will just just nestle into a little nook up in the shadows by the roof and wait. Hmm. Okay, okay. So you sort of you sit on up there. You sort of you you wait. You're watching. Question for you: Does Wild Shape have any sort of timer on it? Yes, uh, I can maintain this shape for two hours on this charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. You sit back there and you sort of settle into a little nook in the angle between one wall and another. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sit sort of watching and you, the time passes and you can sort of tell that this uh, this dinosaur is quite bored. He's just resting there. Every once in a while he sort of shifts slightly in his sleep, but otherwise nothing much else happens. Has he had a nap? Has he fallen down and had a sleep? Roll me a perception. Okay. I can do that. Uh, 16. 16. No, 17. 17. We've all got really quite good perception, but like so much of the other things we're all shit at. Like, <laughs> like no one's good at certain things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he seems to have gone off to sleep. He certainly, his, uh, his breathing has certainly slowed down and it doesn't look like from where you're standing... Where you're standing, where you're hiding, it doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like his eyes are open at all. Okay, so he was fed a piece of meat. That's the thing. Did he eat all of the meat? Are there any scraps of meat left that I can see? Um, there's not. There's not really anything else left. To be honest, he's sort of eaten it in one go. There may be some pieces stuck between his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> But there's, uh, don't, there don't appear to be any chunks sat around. Okay. Hmm. How about dinosaur poo? <laughs> no, no, there isn't any dinosaur Just poo saying. around. I mean, you can smell some dinosaur poo, but in this particular <laughs> pen, there is no dinosaur poo. Not yet. <laughs> so the handler had the meat on her, didn't she? She did, yes. She had on a stick or something. Hmm. I'm debating whether or not Rana can pickpocket meat from a dinosaur's mouth <laughs> what's your uh, sleight of hand <laughs> what was your what was your nature roll he's got minus one for nature oh it was eight wasn't it yeah so, yeah it wasn't wasn't great um yeah i'm not i'm not telling you any more information that's up for you to work out if you want to if you want to give that a go i mean we passed the perception so he's clearly asleep but a spider doesn't have any hands, so I can't even I can't even get stuff out of its teeth. I think. What? I think. What about one of those um, ant things that can carry things four times the size of their body on their backs? They've got like little arm, sticky arm things that they can use. <laughs> just, just image of this ant like leaving open the dinosaur's jaw. I mean, they're strong, but they're not that strong. It's only lip. It's not a jaw. It's only you've only got to open his lip. And... Still, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And he might be asleep with his mouth partially open anyway, do you know? What's not? I think Ron will scuttle out of the building. Yep. In fact, no, Ron will scuttle back. (laughs) Ron will dangle a few threads, like, in front of the door. Okay. So if anyone comes through, like, it will brush the thread. So he'll climb up onto the ceiling, and then he'll just kind of extrude some little streamers of silk down into the room and then like tie them off on the ceiling okay so you're just yeah so you're just dangling them down from the ceiling but staying up on the ceiling yes yeah just so if anything comes in and opens the door or tries to walk in it will brush it will brush the dangling threads and then rana will be able to tell all right 
Fair enough. So you make up this, uh, you make up this dangling web uh, sort of detection system, and you sit yourself back down. A little bit of time has passed as you've sort of sat there, watched him go to sleep, and and all the rest of it. Um, but you just sort of settle in for you know the next. You've got another. I'd say you've got by this point another maybe hour and a quarter or so. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Of time, so you can still you can still sort of sit there for a little while waiting to see what happens. Okay. Um, back with Eliza. Um, mm-hmm. Siliquin Zibby, make me an insight check, please. You've sort of been talking animatedly with you, asking about, you know, what you've been getting up to. In particular, as I say, talking about um, uh, the enchanted dinosaur. I'd like you to make me some insight rolls, please. One each. So, dirty 20. 14. 14 and dirty 20. Okay. So you both of you are able to tell that Eliza is feeling very confident about tomorrow's race. Even though she doesn't directly say it, she everything about her when she mentions the race tomorrow indicates that she feels very confident in her ability to win it. She's not outright saying, I'm going to win. But her body language and the way she's talking about it is just screaming confidence. Siliqui, you in particular get the feeling this is confidence that is calm out of a sense of relief almost. A sense that, you know, at last... I'm going to win. Things will be right again, almost. Where exactly this stems from, she doesn't seem to mention. And will you guys try to, like, uh, try to find the source of this confidence at all? I think so. So the quiz. Well, actually, Zibi and I were thinking, wondering about where to go tonight. We were uh, thought we might make a change from um, our usual places. Maybe we'll go there tonight. Will we see you there tonight? Well, of course, of course. At the suggestion of having drinks at the at the Enchanted Dinosaur, Eliza agrees and says that she would be she would be happy to uh, uh, take you to the uh, Enchanted Dinosaur. She says anything for some fans, which puts you disturbingly in mind of Percy. <laughs> but uh, um, she seems genuinely, you know, just happy to chat with people that are interested in her as a racer. Um, and is more than happy to uh, to take you over to the uh, to the enchanted dinosaur for drinks and perhaps even dinner if you'd like. Free free dinner, awesome. I'd be quite flattered. That'd be lovely. I, I would like to um, bend your ear a bit more on the riding styles. I um I've never ridden a dinosaur. And I'd love to know. It's something you're born with, you know. You just you have that that instinct, and of course there's that connection with your mount that just it's it's something that you almost you can't quite put words on. You just have to. You feel it. They say that, you know, the, the dinosaur chooses the rider, and that's, that's, that, that is in many ways, I think, true from what I've seen. That's quite um, profound. I mean, okay, here you go. Here's, here's a weird one for you. What's the craziest thing you've ever ridden, whether it's dinosaur or something else? Well, to be honest, Bone Cruncher is the strangest, at least certainly the most dangerous that I have ridden. I've ridden an axe beat myself in the past used it uh, in my youth to start getting my riding stirrups in fact i've ridden on triceratopses i've ridden on hadrosauruses um i even had a go on a um on a dinonysis dinonysis <laughs> yes a dinonysis uh, no a dinonychus 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 that's the one but the allosaurus my bone cruncher that was the big one for me the big flashy dangerous ride that uh is he a t-rex no he's not big honker is a t-rex oh yeah bone cruncher is an allosaurus very flashy as mm-hmm. an allosaurus all sort of red and gold with his uh with his painting and his natural uh, colorations big flashy kind of creature but uh no he is not a young t-rex 
the only two wrecks that you've cool. seen ridden so far is big honker. He's big, big honker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. By Tyrrell. So, yeah, so Triceratops and Ankylosaurus is going to be in the second um, four-legged race. They can't be in the Unchained, and so mm. they're going to be in the... Oh, no, they legged. can be in the Unchained as well. Oh, so, can they? Okay. In the Unchained, anything goes. Any creature you want to ride, anything that you want to do in the race, well, besides magic, of course, you can use to your advantage. So I couldn't... Saying is me, I couldn't ride Rana as an abomination. <laughs> uh, to, your, to, to yourself, it's a fucking mixed thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> no, not quite. Has to be. Has to be an animal, um, yeah. and specifically a dinosaur of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Enter the race on just a giant gecko. Um, <laughs> What's this? What's wrong with it? <laughs> Uh, look at him go I think I think that'd be amazing because geckos can run up walls so you'd just be like yeah. screw you guys just go over the rooftops <laughs> just go vertical yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and, if, if, and if the gecko can't jump the distance Siliqui's now got better distance at jumping so she'll just hold him mm-hmm. <laughs> and take her with her <laughs> after a little while of discussing more Eliza <laughs> sort of shifts on her feet a little bit and says to you guys shall we uh, shall we take this to the enchanted dinosaur then Yes, we should. I, I've got a story and a half for you of something even weirder that I've written. Keep your minds out the gutter. Uh, Zippy sort of whispers out the corner of his mouth, we're going to talk about the merchant princess again. <laughs> Shut up, Zippy. I say nothing, and yet you, don't, you know nothing about Zippy's that. Zippy's there just like, <laughs> 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 I rephrase it. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as you guys have been taken over to the Enchanted Dinosaur, we will cut back now to Percival. Percival, as you're making your way through the city, there is a light rain about the air. Nothing is uh, nothing as much of a downpour as you've had before. Nothing that you'd uh, put an umbrella up for. But as you make your way through the town, it, it's nice and bustling. You know, there's a lot of lot of commerce uh, going about these days. You make your way up through the city easily enough. Nothing in particular stands out for you. You see the usual sights that are becoming very familiar. The bazaar is doing a roaring trade by the looks of things as you go past. You also see as you go past the harbour, um, you actually see Zindar in the distance checking over a ship that's come in for the day. He's, he's too far away to catch his eye, but it just it gives you that little lift as you see that you know familiar face. As you head up the hill and you reach uh, the Temple of Severas, Gary is there at the door as usual to uh, to welcome you. And he says, oh, Mr. Silverlight, hello. How can I help today? Hello, Gary. Um, now, uh, just just for my own inability Memory? to remember, yep. I think, um, I, who was it that we spoke to <laughs> who was part of the... Was it Barry? Oh, no, Barry's the porter at the Golden Throne. Yeah. Uh, the guy who was part of the the ritual, yes, the one that, that the told one us a few things. You mean, yeah, he Steve. So he was, was Steve. Steve. I think yeah. it was Steve. Got here, Steve. Not so. seen red eye things or terrorphobes. Right. Okay. It was. It was another one of those. It was yeah. another one of those that I pulled Steve. out of my ass. Um, and um, he was the assistant to Grandfather Zatembe. He was essentially his second in command, for want of a better word. His, yeah. his, his, yep. direct, his, his, one of his direct students that uh, essentially seems to have taken over the running of things while Satembe is unconscious. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, so, Gary, Gary, Gary welcomes you and asks, how, how can I help? Oh, uh, Gary, um, 
It's lovely to see you again. How's how's the kids? I don't. I, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> now I was just wondering. Um, is how is uh, grandfather's Tembe? Is he is he still under? Is he still having having forty winks? He, I'm afraid, yes, he is. He is currently under at the moment. Uh, Wakanga is actually uh, with him at the moment, looking him over um, and uh, attempting once more to find the the source or a cure for whatever malady afflicts him. But uh, as far as I know, he's, he's had no luck so far. Zatembe has yet to say anything more intelligent to us than just they're out there, and he just seems to mutter that over and over uh, in. Well, we we assume Cholton. Sometimes he he speaks in another language. We don't quite recognise which one that is. But uh, that's if somebody does. So nobody nobody's aware of of what language this is that he's. Uh, well, certainly he's speaking. Certainly nobody I've spoken to. Someone, one of perhaps the other uh, of the acolytes, perhaps Steve, perhaps knows. Um, oh, but, good um, old Steve. Yes. But uh, I myself, I don't, I'm afraid I don't know what uh, what he's been saying. He might just be gibberish for all we know. Fair enough. Is, would it be possible to uh, have a bit of a chinwag with Steve? Uh, it should be possible. I think he's currently... Uh, let me just see here. Hold on. He takes out this sort of scroll, has a, has a look through it, and he's like, uh, yes, he will be... Rosa. <laughs> he'll be teaching a lesson at the moment uh, for the for the next ten minutes or so, but he, he should be free after no that. Problem. If you catch him just as he comes out. No problem. Well, if it's if it's okay, um, I, I may go have a quick... Uh, chat with Wakanga um, regarding Grandfather's Atembe, uh, just see how everything is with that. But um, w- would it be possible for you to let uh, Steve know that I am uh, I'm, I'm currently available for his pleasure? Uh, he takes he takes a second to process what you just said there, um, but then just says, uh, "Of course, of course, I will have uh, I will have somebody uh, somebody let him know after his lesson and." Uh, come find you when he is uh well either have him come find you or uh let you know where you can find him he, he may be in his study that's, that's that's delightful it's always a pleasure say hello to the wife and kids for me and he goes off again i don't uh, oh okay <laughs> Percival doesn't care he doesn't know <laughs> i mean i'd like to uh, okay all right <laughs> you bear in mind gary is i haven't really described what age he is but he is like in his at least early 20s if not younger um, so. yeah, I, thought, I assumed he was quite yeah. young. I thought yeah, he was yeah. probably about mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Better. Thank you, thank you. As you um, as you head on through, you make your way to the infirmary, um, and you see again. You see Zetembe is uh, laying out there. There's also there appears to be another student who uh, uh, appears to be suffering from some burns and is perhaps making more of a meal out of his uh, injury than you would expect. Just like ah, no, really, it hurts. But you see in one corner there is uh, Zetembe is still lying there in not in state, but lying in, you know, in his uh, unconscious self, only moving slightly. Wakanga is yes. standing there. At the moment he's just sat pondering, just like looking down at uh, Zetembe and stroking his uh, his moustaches. Moustaches? How many has he got? Several. Okay. Fifteen. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a lovely collection. <laughs> and then under that, more moustaches. Moustache is all the way down. It's turtles all the way down. He's got a false moustache on top of his moustache. Yeah. Uh, Wakanga, I I do apologise for disturbing you. Not at all, Percival. Not at all. How is our dear friend? Oh, he's 
Oh, I'd say he's doing well. He's not changed exactly. Still can't find the actual source of the affliction. It's it's something external. Something that's something that's that's affecting him, not within his brain, but from somewhere else. I can't pinpoint the source. Have you considered that uh, perhaps it is the the death curse? He looks at you very seriously and just says, "Of course, I've considered it. It's entirely possible this is something to do with the death curse." Percival, could you please roll me a perception check? Oh yeah, brilliant! My best one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one moment. Or would that be insight or something? I don't know. No, no. I'd like you to roll perception, perception, please. I'm trying to roll, but it's not rolling for me. Why are you not rolling? Why are you no roll? Why are you no roll? Your perception's that bad that he doesn't even let you get to the dice. Come on, dice. Do the roll. <laughs> it's just there, just like, don't do it, Percival. It won't, it won't go well. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I've, I've, I think I've got to log out and then log back in. Sorry. Oh, I know. Oh, dear. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, you'll never find out this odd tidbit that I have for you. <laughs> no. Perception, right. That's Come the one. Perceiving away. That's a natural one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, oh dear. God. Oh, dear. Um, and what's with, your, what's with your modifier? Like it's worth That's it. a natural one. Oh, okay. You, <laughs> you notice absolutely diddly Nothing. squat. Yeah. Um, yes. You yeah you just you you sort of you you look at this scene and you notice nothing of any interest whatsoever. Um, so annoying! <laughs> so annoying! <laughs> oh lordy! Oh, okay, right. What did we say before that? You said uh, you said you thought it might be the death curse. He said that uh, he has yes. considered it, um, but he is. It's, of course, he's considered it. If it's if it is something to do with the death curse, I don't even know if I can do anything about it right now. So far, though, uh, he seems to be doing okay. He's not died, at least. That's something. Indeed. I mean, we certainly... We did discuss with you the strange vision that we all seem to have, didn't we? He smiles and says, Yes, Siliqui uh, was kind enough to fill me in on that. Yes, yes. Well, it certainly happened straight after that. I suspect that uh, he was struck down by whatever a presence it was that seemed to attack us in our vision. That would seem to be the case. Certainly the obvious solution or uh, cause of this, but exactly the manner in which it attacked him. So far it's still eluding me. Hopefully we can find something soon. It'd be nice to find out if the grandfather knows anything more from his... Uh, ordeal though and he sort of he he looks up quickly his like though of course in general his good health is more than enough to be uh to be hoping for of course uh, i mean we need to get him out of this uh coma as soon as possible hmm. i was told by uh, by young gary that he he's been mumbling some strange words indeed old cholton Old Chilton. Old Chilton, yes. The language of the uh, ancient civilization that ruled this peninsula. Have you had them translated? Oh, yes. It's the same thing he speaks in Chilton and Common. They're still there. They're watching. I think he's referring to the eyes Siliqui mentioned. 
but can't be certain until we can actually ask him in a conscious state. Hmm. Yes. It's a tricky issue. Indeed it is. Is there anything else I can help you with, Percival, at all? There was perhaps one other thing. Indeed. Uh, There's nothing particularly definite about this yet, but uh, I may have had a lead with something, and I just wanted to uh, pick your brains, really. Of course. Uh, Do you know of uh, Fort Belleron? Fort Belleron? Of course. It's the only other... uh, He sort of pauses here. Civilised, I suppose. Uh, locale in Chult at the moment. It's the base of the Flaming Fists. Yes, well, I mean, what what do you know of the Flaming Fists? A few scant things. I know that they are they are an order, a mercenary group, much similar in some ways to the Order of the Gauntlet. Not in many ways, but in some ways. They're an organization of... Uh, of mostly well-connected mercenaries that have influences from places like Baldur's Gate, Waterdeep, on the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know that their structure is all involves, well, various types of flames, to be honest. Uh, they have a very strict hierarchy. I am also aware that there is one, uh, Liara Portier, is their uh, captain here in Chult. Uh, hard woman, by the sounds of things, but keeps a tight order to her group. Certainly they have made much better progress in exploring the uh, land of Chort than the Order of the Gauntlet have, but they've no interest in the undead or the eradication thereof. Their only interest is in scouring ruins for, uh, for, well, profit, I imagine. I see, so they seem to be literally mercenary. Quite so, quite so. Since they've arrived, all they've done is plunder and search the city of Mesra. I see. That they found anything in particular, the entire place was lost during the spell plague, as far as we're aware. The spell plague? You, you don't know of the spell plague? What in my tone g- gave the <laughs> impression I didn't know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously I know of the spell plague. So, uh, this is a part where we have to sort of... Uh, break slightly because I realise I've mentioned something here that is canon within the general D&D world oh, okay. which was uh, this big event where essentially um, magic stopped working for a bit um, and there were a number of uh, to say catastrophic would be something of an understatement um, events that actually ended up changing parts of the world and how they looked uh, fine. Yep. And it was this sort of like it, it manifested in different ways. Some ways it was this you know massive yeah cataclysmic kind of destruction. Think kind of like Atlantis. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for Mesro, this is one of the things that happened: is that during the spell plague, the city was lost. How exactly isn't known. Just one day it was there, one day it wasn't. Sure. And uh, but but however, ruins remain. So it's kind of like when I say it wasn't there. It was as in the place was destroyed, not that it just vanished. 
So, right, okay. So sort of like the Incan civilization and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of like that. And I realise, I think I haven't really mentioned it before because I didn't really want to get too in-depth with the no, canon lore of it. But yeah, this is something that Percival I, would, would be know. aware of. Yeah, so we can yes. retcon and say that, yeah, you you, you, you were aware that that was a thing. <laughs> oh, yes, thank but you for reminding me. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, yeah. the spell plague. I knew all about that. <laughs> I do call it the spell plague. I, I call it the spell blip. If you, if you want to, if you want to learn more about the spell plague, you can find out everything you need from the D and D wiki. Other plagues are available. Plagues mm. are available. Yes, I haven't really mentioned it beforehand, but a few things that have changed and been uh, altered here and short are as a result of the spell plague, and that's all yeah. good. So, ah, yes. Yes, yes, as a result, <laughs> as a result of this well-known event that we all are aware of, it's shocking time for all, I imagine. Of course. So, so. Uh, you, you wouldn't necessarily uh, have any contacts there or anything, would you? I mean, other than Liara. Uh, Liara isn't even really a contact as such. I know of her, but I don't know her well. Um, and I'd say there's... I know people in various places, Wakanga says, with a sort of... a very sly sort of touch of the nose with his finger. But not necessarily many people. Why do you ask? Uh, well, I, I have a suspicion we may be heading north at some point, and I just wanted to cover all bases, you know? Well, if you need a guide of some sort, if you want, I can certainly pull some strings. Uh, if I remember correctly, yes. I think Xanthi has a son over at Fort Velarond. If you wanted, I could have a speak with her. May I ask uh, what what the guide's name is? Uh, uh, well, I believe he does he does work as a guide occasionally, but he's predominantly with the Flaming Fist. Uh, Shago is his name. I know it. Oh, I see. Fucking um, know it. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's Xanthi's uh, son, is that right? That is correct, yes. Yeah. They, you know, keep in touch every once in a while. I have a sneaking suspicion Xanthi wanted to know more about the uh, Flaming Fist's operations and sending him over there. But from what I've heard from Xanthi, he's rather taken with their cause, I think. No, really? Mm, of course. Out, out to make a few coin, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all... If you wanted, I could uh, put you in contact. I could see what I could do at the very least. I may not be able to necessarily uh, get Xanthi to help you exactly, but uh, I can I can certainly get a message to Shago if you wanted a guide to Fort Belleron. Uh, that that may be that may be useful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yes, pro- probably best thing to do at the moment is to uh, if you, if you happen to get in contact with this uh, Shago, was it? Shagger, yes. Yes. Uh, if you happen to get in contact with them, just, uh, you know, you know where to find me. I'm just at the Giggling Squid. Or maybe I could pop by, see you again. Oh. Could, could I chat over drinks? Uh, I would uh, certainly uh, love drinks, but as a merchant prince, it is generally unadvisable for me to uh, get drunk in the merchant ward, just in case you understand. If you wish to have drinks together, however, I can more than uh, I can more than do for uh, hosting yourself, and uh, of course, uh, if, if Cynique or, or or any of your party wish to wish to join you, they'd be uh, they'd be more than welcome. Make me another perception check, please, Percival. <laughs> Sixteen this time. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I noticed shit like that. <laughs> Not the important stuff. You notice 
As Wakanga says Siliqui's name, he blushes ever so slightly. And you notice because as he sort of blushes, a slightly paler mark on his neck, which looks suspiciously like a scratch, it shows up. That looks like a nasty scratch you have there, Wakanga. How did that happen? What? <laughs> I, I'm sure I have no idea what you mean, Percival. No, no. I, I, I cut myself shaving quite a bit, you know. It's terrible. Great with a rapier, terrible with a razor. <laughs> Indeed. And sometimes, well, you find yourself cut on something slightly sharper than you were expecting. Preach, brother. <laughs> uh, Wakanga, Wakanga chuckles and uh, puts one arm up and just uh, shakes it, just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you get me, brother? <laughs> Yo, homie. <laughs> I say, do you feel me? Okay, home slice. It is at do, this do, point. Do you feel that, me, brother? Um, <laughs> is at this point another acolyte of uh, Severus comes into the infirmary and says, Excuse me, Mr. Percival? Yes. Uh, Steve, the uh, head acolyte, would be uh, willing to meet you just now. He's up in his office. Oh, lovely. Probably wants an autograph. Well, Wakanga, I will, uh, I'll be saying goodbye to you for the moment. I'm sure that we shall meet again very soon. Goodbye for the present, Percival. And uh, Indeed. Should you ever, should you uh, ever want to uh, come and have a drink with me? You need only call at my villa. That's no problem. We don't even have to drink. I've got plenty of cocaine. See you. <laughs> Man after my own heart. Um, <laughs> Wakanga just flashes a tiny mirror at him. Amazing. <laughs>